Well, happy new year, meatballs. It's D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. It is the Aftermath episode, of course, a little bit later in the week, but uh, I think we all needed to recover from the week 16 lambasting we took at the hands of, uh, of well, or sorry, week 17 lambasting we took at the hands of week 17, because that's what it does to you when you're betting on week 17. But you can't help it because you just think you know, and then you don't know. I'm D. Of course, this uh, podcast here is uh, brought to you by the good people of betonline.ag. They keep the lights on over here. We hang out with you every single week and talk about sports betting related things. This is the Aftermath Show. The Aftermath Show is uh, we talk about what happened, what went down, how we um, got destroyed or not destroyed for that matter, and uh, how great things happened and, and, and crappy things happened and uh, learn from it and move on. And then we make our picks for the coming week. Joining me uh, this week as he does every single week. Mr. Eric Rosenthal. Eric, Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you may um, embrace in your life. How do you do, sir? Festivus for me, but it uh, is a great time of the year. Well, it's actually the only time of the year since it's now 2020, but it's a great time of the football season. Finally, playoffs have arrived. I cannot be more excited to bet on these uh, playoff games with you, discuss them today, and before I lock in my money. So I am uh, as hyped as can be. Yeah, you know what? It's it's playoffs, and this is where all of the hard work that we put in the entire football season um, comes comes to fruition, right? All that knowledge that we've learned um, that got blown out the doors um, in week 17. We can just learn from our lessons and move on. And then also joining us, as he does every week, whenever he can, Mr. Pfeiffer. Sean Pfeiffer, how you doing, my friend? I am doing excellent, and uh, the, the playoffs are, are among us. This is going to be it's gonna be a fun slate to talk about this weekend. Yes, it will be. It will be delicious, and I cannot wait to do it. Uh, first off, we've got to uh, get our order of business out of the way. Of course, the business of, of Bet Online, our main sponsor. Um, head there now. If you use the promo code REVIEW, you can get a little extra money in your account because you'll be betting on the playoffs anyway, right? So um, if you're putting a deposit down, use promo code REVIEW when prompted, and you will get more money in your account. Just for listening to us, what a what a that's our little our little happy New Year Christmas present for everybody or for whatever you celebrate. Just a just a friendly, hey, how you doing? From us here at the Under Review Show. Of course, I'm D. You can find us on um, uh, iTunes podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, go subscribe or follow to us. Follow us, and uh, and then we'll get this dropped in your inbox every single week. It's not just football. Once we're done with this, there's a lot more things to bet on throughout the season. And guess what? We're not just experts on betting on football and losing money. We are experts and very good at losing money on all types of sports all year round. Basketball, baseball is going to be just around the corner. Uh, you name it, uh, we've got experts to come on and uh, get our butts kicked alongside you all year long. Of course... <laughs> Every week on the show, on the Aftermath episode of the Under Review Show, we have our triple teaseburger bet. We leave you every week with a three-game parlay where we tease the point spread and then we parlay it together for a delicious um, little nugget for you all to take with you into the weekend. Um, this uh, week, 17, was officially our worst performance in the teaseburger um, ever. So uh, there you go. We had two teams not win. Um, uh, you know, the one that, that did cover... Um, Sean Pfeiffer, you can tell us a bit about that. Was your KC, uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, versus the Chargers? You had the Chiefs; they're minus eight and a half. You teased them up to uh, to minus one and a half. So they basically just needed to win the game. Uh, they ended up winning by ten. You ran away uh, laughing on this one. Uh, how do you feel about your teaseburger last week, man? Feels good, man. We we finished the season, uh, and I lost three three teases this season. So it was. 
it was a good season, I think, uh, I think for the most part. And, and it felt good to round it out with, I think, all three of us would have jumped on this if I hadn't last week because this this was the easiest this was the biggest layup this was the easiest uh thing to bet on period we were getting the chiefs just to win outright and they they covered that really easily they they covered by 10 uh and the chiefs against the chargers they had to win the game the the patriots wound up losing last week which was huge because this chiefs team kind of looking over if you saw some of the guys on the sidelines they were paying very close attention because that means that they got the first round by and, you know, obviously they, they had to win that game and they certainly took care of business. So it was just a, an opportunity play for me. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, we can all agree. I know you said, I think, off the record last week, D, but this was the, the biggest shoe in of any bet on the on the board. Yeah, I think we all you know, we all have we have to play nice when we choose our, our individual yeah. games. And uh, and, you know, sometimes it's whoever gets to it first. And that was uh, that was by all means uh, made an easy pick, but the best one uh, of the week. Uh, Eric, what happened? You picked uh, you picked your Green Bay Packers, who are uh, twelve and a half point favorites. By the way, teased them down to minus five and a half, and uh, you just didn't get it. They did not. You were so not sure, but you felt really good about this. This was one of those like you just laughed a bit, you chuckled, actually you chortled to yourself as you placed this bet. Um, and then the Packers did win on the road against the Lions, but only by three points. It wasn't a great game either, by the way. If I just do say so myself. Look, it looks like there's some rust on that uh, that aging uh, uh, quarterback guy that uh, that's in Green Bay right now. Looks a little rusty. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for us? What happened? Well, you know, the, the Packers played about the worst game they could possibly play, and they still won the game by three. And, and that was my logic. That I knew the Packers were, were going to win. They had uh, buy on the line, uh, so they were going to win the game. And the only way they weren't going to cover is if they won by three four or five and it just happened to fall that they played an all-time bad game wound up winning by three they missed the field goal if they make that field goal it would have won by six they gave up a, a field goal after a 40-yard rush at the end of the first half to the lines if they don't give that up they win the game uh or they cover the spread things just went you know as terribly as they could um for the packers but they still got the job done still got the w um, and uh, I just thought it'd be by uh, three more points than it was, at least. But, you know, we move on. We go to the playoffs where the Packers will be, where your uh, Patriots will be, and where Sean's Texans will be. Yeah, well, And uh, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're on the Cincinnati, as they say. Yes, that's very true. Um, yeah, it was an odd one. And by the way, it's that's a tough, like a Week 17 game against Detroit. There was stuff on the line, but it was also, I mean, Detroit, that's their Super Bowl, right? They got nothing else to play for. Right? Yeah. That's so right. they want to beat the Packers yeah. at home to finish off their season? Hell yeah, they do. This is a big game, a massive, massive game for them. Um, and comparatively, it's just it's the human, like the psychological thing after, you know, 17 weeks. And uh, and they're going to play them tough. They still won the game, too. You can come away with the W on the road in a game like that when it actually matters. Um, you did your job. You know, the Packers did their job. And, and that's all you can ask for. Just kind of hosed us a little bit in our cheeseburger. Speaking of hosing, there's, there's the, the hosers. They should be they should be like hundred miles more north. The Seattle Hose Hawks, the Hosers, hosed us again. Uh, they were my pick. So um, 49ers were minus three faves at the Seahawks. Um, we teased that across the zero and gave Seahawks a plus four to win that game. Um, we should have teased it the other way, uh, but we figured, you know. I think we all agreed that the Seahawks just do that. They're going to keep it close. And I guess it was as close as humanly possible. In fact, they almost won the game, um, albeit for like, what, 
four millimeters of space oh. um, in the last second. In true Seahawk fashion, this is just what they do. Like, you, like when it's happening, when it's going down. By the way, they're no business kind of winning that. Like, you're looking at the game and you're just like, well, like, let's, no, this is what they do. And then, you know, they get the ball back and they do that stupid crap they do. And uh, next thing you know, it's for like a last second, fourth and, you know, nothing, make the goal line play. And they miss it by, you know, a couple of decent tackles. So he went in great tackles too. It was just like talking about where he, he needed to be and, you know, had he just rolled a different way, it would have been a touchdown and we would, they would have won and we would have covered. Uh, all for naught though, because we did lose out on the Packers um, for our cheeseburger that week, but we needed Seattle to uh, get plus four and they didn't. And and they, you know, they lost by, we, we lost by two extra points on that. In typical fraudulent Seattle Seahawk fashion. That's how they hosed us. Just by two points on a teaser when we gave them all the points in the world to do it. They just like, oh, no, we're not going to do it because that's what we do. You guys' thoughts on that game? Um, it, by the way, it wasn't the war. The score would seem like it, but it didn't It didn't seem the war that it was, uh, it was supposed to be. One yard short or millimeter short of the end zone for the win not only hurt the Seahawks, it makes them play on the road, um, this Sunday at the Eagles, but also cost my Packers the number one overall seed in the NFC. Mm. And that might swing um, a, a lot of things in, in the playoffs, that that one play. And not, not only the Seahawks, but the Packers and the 49ers are all shifting around in their spots. And um, I think that's going to wind up possibly changing who's in the Super Bowl just on yeah. just on that one one play with just a couple inches short. But just disaster from Pete Carroll. I don't know what the one yard – what he ever did to the one yard line, but the one yard line hates the guy and uh delay of game that they got, which was yeah, that terrible. Was crazy. And Does yeah, anybody know what point. happened to that? Like I kind of just like ignored it because I was just mad at, at the game. Did, did anybody get to the bottom of what happened? to? Did they just screw it up? They just screwed it up. Yeah. I think that that's basically the best way to describe it. Right. Eric. Yeah. I mean, they just flat out screwed it up. Go hike the ball. You could have spiked it. They spiked it before when they shouldn't have, uh, and they could have spiked it there. Um, because taking a delay game there is just pathetic. They, they could have given it to Marshawn Lynch, I guess, from the one-yard line finally yeah. and made up for it. But instead, it's an L. Well, what do you know? And now you're right. Like, the consequences of that that play are just – it's actually unbelievable uh, to think what actually, like, that meant um, because you're absolutely right. Now now people are just going on the road to, to San Francisco, which, by the way, it's like I, – I think – I don't think it's as daunting – as it would be if it was the other way, you know, going into green Bay, you know, is in, in going into the dome is very different than coming into San Francisco. I obviously it helps a bit, but like, I think the loss for the, for those teams going on the road is far greater than it was for a gain from the, for, for the 49ers, you know, because it's like, uh, yeah, they, they're going to a kind of a new sort of weird stadium thing. And obviously it's better, but not as much as it would be like, I mean that you're right. Might've saved the skin of the Niners having to go on the road and, and, and do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, what a crazy week 17. And, uh, and now they're in the wild card land guys. We're in wild card land. Coaches are getting fired. You know, the, the fire sales on, it's so much fun, but screw that because we've got wild card football coming up. Um, I'm not really used to this. I generally take this week off. I just go, um, go canoeing, um, for the week because <laughs> I don't really give a shit what happens, but now I do. Now I have no choice. Because for the first time in over a decade, or in a decade, almost exactly, actually, the New England Patriots are playing uh, in a wild card round. It's so weird. Like, it just, I mean, it used to be 
way back in the day where they just would play for number one seed. That was it. It was just like it's one or two, big whoop. They got they lost to the freaking Dolphins as 17 biggest by the way, um, point spread upset, straight up loss since I believe 1995 to lose by 17, 17 and a half points um, to a team. Like that should have been just a, an absolute lambasting. Uh, it was not. Lose straight up to a team as a 17 point favorite. Jettison yourself <laughs> out of a bye week into a home matchup for the first time in a decade where you're taking Tannehill and the Titans on. Um, with, I mean, I mean, Tannehill is the story, you know, he's the golden boy, he's the golden arm here, right? But this is a, this is a, a story about a guy named Henry, um, in this matchup specifically, because the Patriots cannot stop the run. So let's dive into this that. This is guys. a story. We are going about to. About a guy named Henry. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Um, I should have said it, but I shouldn't have. No, very, it is very much so. Um, you guys, so we're going to do our triple teaseburger this week. We're going to do a bit different because we don't have you know, 14 or 16 games to choose from. We only have four. And so we're going to all decide collectively which three of these games we turn into a triple tease burger for the playoffs and make it. We're going to start off here because we segued into it with the Tennessee Titans at the New England Patriots. That line started a four, four and a half. Uh, it was four and a half at bet online. It did fluctuate around. It bounced around a little bit. It's sitting at minus five for the New England Patriots at home. Now, if that doesn't tell you how, be- how, how difficult of a place uh, the New England Patriots are in right now, a position that the books only give them five at home in a wild card matchup. This is not good if you're a backer of the New England Patriots to just you at least you get the consideration from the sports books where this would be a 10 plus line, you know, and saying, OK, I guess they went to a three seed and got a wild card, but it's the Pats at home in the playoffs. They're going to get 10 points. They're going to win by more. It doesn't look that way. Um, Rosenthal, break down this number here, and uh, we, we, if you think this deserves to be in our triple teaseburger this week. Well, one quarterback needed to win and get his team a bye in Aaron Rodgers, and he did it. Another quarterback needed to win and get his team a bye in Tom Brady, and he lost to the lowly Miami Dolphins. And this Very is a possibility for the teaseburger. It is either Titans or pass, and there's no other option. You cannot take the Patriots from minus five to plus two. That makes no sense uh, logically. And also, just I, I don't trust Tom Brady and the Patriots. They haven't beaten good teams all season. They, they beat up on a bunch of horrible teams with their defense. And people acted like they were amazing because of it. I told you guys on this podcast all year long how I did not believe in the Patriots. I didn't believe they were some elite team. I never did, and I never will until they prove differently. Uh, in the last seven weeks, uh, Tom Brady's thrown 10 touchdowns and three interceptions, um, not putting, you know, too many points on the board with good completion percentages either. Uh, but versus 10 and three, Ryan Tannehill in the last seven weeks, has thrown 16 touchdown passes with only two interceptions. Uh, the quarterback play has been better for Ryan Tannehill than Tom Brady. And that's not me trolling. That's not me joking. That's just straight up the truth. Um, and I know Brady's been there time after time after time after time in his career. But for the last 10 years, he's always been coming off a bye in the playoffs. And this week, he's going to have to play uh, a must-win outdoors right after he just had to play a must-win outdoors. And I do not believe in Tom Brady's skills at 42 years old. I want no part of betting my money on the New England Patriots uh, in this game. And I strongly encourage uh, not only everyone listening, but you two, to not have your money on Tom Brady in this game. Because this may be finally the year, just like the Spurs 
are done in the NBA. They're not going to make the playoffs, and they're definitely not a contender. I think this might be the uh, the year the Patriots, uh, we finally realized Trent Dilfer's words of, let's face it, they're just not that good anymore, finally come true. I think Eric, I- I'm jumping in, D. Yeah, I think Eric please. needs to lay off the bath salt. That's what I think Eric needs to do. because He's saying it's Eric, not salty, though. He's saying he's, he's, he's being objective. Is he really? I think I, no, 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 absolutely not. He's not being objective. This is like, listen, Eric, I've agreed with so many of your takes over the years, a lot of takes and a lot of podcasts that you and I have been on together. This might be your worst take of all time. It might be. And, and I'm, of all I, I time. Just, of, of all time. And I think that if you can't, in here, although to both of you guys' points, D said if you're a New England backer, you got to be kind of feeling nervous and, and feeling bad about the way that they set the line. I'm going to say quite the contrary. I'm going to say you got to feel really, really good about the fact that you can tease the Patriots from minus five to getting two points. Sure. You're not crossing. You're not doing everything by the betting book. You're not crossing all the lines. You're getting two points. What does two points really mean? Nothing. I get it. But you're getting the Patriots. To, all you need is them to win the game and they're going to. Like, we're dealing with Tom Brady. We're still dealing with Bill Belichick, just in case, Eric, you forgot that he's still that coach there. We're still dealing with a team that's coming off of a loss against the Miami fucking Dolphins. Okay? This team is going to be fired up. They're going to win this game handedly. I'd be shocked if they they didn't win by more than 10. And you're going to get points for the Patriots at home. Like, I don't know what else needs to be said here. Tom Brady, he holds the NFL record for the most playoff wins by a quarterback. He has 30 playoff wins. He has the most, the the record, all-time record for most playoff games started with 40. Like, you have (laughs) the guy that you want in the driver's seat, and we're going to bet against him? Against the fucking Titans? Like, come (laughs) on, man. This is, I, I'm I'm done. Wow. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was certainly uh, certainly something there. You had a little pent up. That was pent, very pent there. Uh, a bit, a yeah, hey, the body of work exists for this to be a blowout. Like I look at twenty years of how this team rolls, and uh, and 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 Brady. You know what makes Brady the greatest of all time is not that he's just out there slanging and doing his thing. He is this amorphous like a uh, uh, hybrid s- quarterback of, of five personalities. He's got s- schizophrenia in the best possible way. He can do everything that's ever needed of him. He's bombing it and slanging it and throwing it 60 times. He does it. Or if he has to dink and dunk and throw everything four yards and have a 90% accuracy percentage, uh, completion percentage in the game, he will do that. If he has to manage the game and just not do anything but hand the ball, he can do this stuff. So yeah, in terms of like, what they're going to do to adjust off that loss is, I, I think, yeah, the body of work speaks for itself and how they, they've had so much success. Um, there's also, it's not even a notion, it's just the actual fact that if you are a one or two trick pony and you play the New England Patriots, um, you they just take away your your ponies. They, they, they send your ponies to the glue factory and they, you have to beat them with, with, not, with, with not ponies, with Cocker Spaniels that you have on your roster. 
Um, you got to have the Cocker Spaniels. Yeah, and if, you, if your Cocker sure. Spaniels can't step up to pony level, then you lose dramatically. I mean, that's why they yeah. lo- they, they, you can lose to a team of Cocker Spaniels like the Miami Dolphins, where they, you know they don't necessarily yeah. take away anything great that they do because they're not... You know, the Dolphins are just not great at anything. So they just kind of like <laughs> sling it out there and you have to adjust. Wow. That's, if that's a formula for beating the Patriots, I guess it is. But if you look at a team like yeah. the Tennessee Titans, yes, you know, uh, Golden Boy, the second coming of, of Aaron Rodgers in Ryan Tannehill, um, <coughs> is, is they've got their eggs in that basket. And then they have Derek Henry, who's, who's an absolute freaking monster. He dropped uh, 200 yards last week. I mean, this guy's unstoppable. Um, and if you look at how the Patriots will change their, the way they do, they're going to take away that golden arm of, arm of Tannehill and they're just going to stuff the box and, uh, and they can make Tannehill passing and stuff the box and stop Henry. Simple on paper. The only thing yeah. with this defense, which could have, could be considered an historical defense, by the way, losing to Miami, Tom gave them that, that loss. It wasn't the defense, by the way. He gave them a free seven points to put in their pocket um, yeah. with his only pick six he's ever thrown against the Miami Dolphins ever in his career. And uh, and that really was the story of the game, which is just a, a wacky, weird pass that happened to go that way. Otherwise, we're not talking about it. We're just talking about how Miami really gave him a, a what's for and, and good for them. And, you know, we're str- scruffing their hair and sending them off to the offseason. Um, you, know, you know, so that's really what happened there. If you look at the body of work that Tom Brady's put together in the playoffs at home, I don't think he's getting any pick. Tennessee Titans aren't getting any pick sixes coming their way. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, it, maybe, but I'm just saying it's it's very very unlikely. Is is Henry going to have the game that that we think he's going to put 200 yards up? Probably not. Is Tannehill just going to go light up that secondary? Where by the way, you've got two guys in the secondary, J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore, who's um, who's passer opponent opposing quarterback passer ratings. Are um, are lower than those as if the quarterbacks had just turned backwards after they snapped the ball and thrown the ball <laughs> into the stands. Like you can't, so they're just gonna play man on this and make Tannehill beat them. Um, hard to do, hard to do because the cocker spaniels they have cocker spaniels on that team. So I agree with you, yeah. but I agree with you both because and the only thing I, I want to say because I rant all day on this is why I'm skeptical uh, about this and and this is maybe one of my non I don't even want to touch this game is um. Watching uh, that Patriots offense struggle this season, and it has been D, uh, really, really, D. really bad. No double. You're a Patriots fan. Yeah. You don't have confidence with them coming into the wild card week. Like, here's the difference on, thing: here's the, the only difference of all this 20 years of success that they've seen is their ability to overcome struggles with their cocker spaniels and turn them all into ponies. Um, right. But there's no, they, they're not right. ponies. Like Sanu is supposed to be a pony. Ugh. I don't really know what, what, what he's doing. I mean, definitely not, not a pony. It's definitely not, not a pony. It's not that they haven't <laughs> tried, right? Like you've you've watched them do the Patriot thing, where they're like, okay, we're gonna make some adjustments. We're gonna take this kid here, Jacoby Myers, undrafted, for, yeah. you know, rookie free agent, like dude that we signed. We're gonna turn you into a thing, and it's gonna be pretty awesome. And it works every single time. They just go, no, we're gonna trust you. You're gonna work with Tom. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, and and he just didn't. And then they, you know, add a component. They'll bring a Sanu in, a guy who you're like, potentially could have been a lot better his entire career and go, oh, wow, he's going to be lights out. Yeah, not a pony. Not, you know, so you're watching all this stuff happen. Um, last year, they won the Super Bowl. By the way, lose to the Dolphins and win a Super Bowl with a power running game, right? They turned Sony Michelle into Adrian Peterson from 10 years ago. And you're just like, what the hell's going on here? You're watching them try to do this. And you're seeing that offensive line in Dante Scarnecchia, who's just been infallible, but is 175 years old. You see that not do what they normally do. So this is the only thing where I'm not like, yeah. it's not like I'm, I, I'm, I'm not confident that they'll win because it's just what they do. But 
if I'm going to put my money on it and bet on it, I'm super nervous with this because I'm like, yeah, yeah, they do all the things that they're doing. And then and now you, you got Julian Edelman being double teamed. He's great. He's not a double teamable guy. And if that's the situation that you're in, they're putting Cocker Spaniels. Two Cocker Spaniels um, beat one Julian Edelman squirrel. And that's just nature. That's just natural geographic talking there. Okay. That's guys? some that's some in-depth analysis. Two Cocker there. Spaniels beat a squirrel every time out the gates. Um, okay. I'll be honest. Frankly, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cocker, <laughs> Cocker Spaniels and ponies <laughs> and nature. <laughs> I'm confused. All I know is that a Titan beats a Patriot. And uh, that's, I guess, the way I'm going to roll with this game. I oh, my God. We're going to leave that with Shelvin. We're going to move on. we got three more games to cover here. Wait, let, let's I just shelf that. Patriots minus five into a teaser. That will not happen on this, uh, in this teaseburger. No way, no how. Uh, it'll be... I will fight to the death over this. Okay, I love my it. favorite bet of the weekend is going to get vetoed. I love it. Okay, yeah, this is wild. Well, maybe right. not because this is a uh, this is a democracy here. Okay, and uh, mm. and yeah, he can take it kicking and screaming to his uh, to his grave. But if we elect to use it in our cheeseburger, um, either way, we uh, we get to do it because we might override his vote. His, he only has one vote. Um, let's move on here. Yeah, we've got a uh, another. AFC matchup for Saturday. We've got to we've got to go over. So there's two games Saturday. Late game is going to be that Pat, Pat's game. We're going to discuss further. But uh, the other one is another another bit of a quandary that I that I we seem to have on our hands here. The Bills at Texans. So um, d- different from that other matchup. The, the teams there was no. There's probably no chance they were going to do number one seed. I think Bills sort of had an outside shot, but then losing to the Pats um, really really shot themselves in the foot there. Uh, Texans kind of had an outside look at it, but it just really wasn't with some of the, you know, those those the, the Casey's, the Pats, and the uh, and the Baltimore's out there. I don't think they had much of a chance. So now, though, I mean, um, the the Houston Texans who separated themselves from the pack. Um, when it mattered, not for the entire season, and the pack being Tennessee Titans, who they also lost to later in the season, are minus two and a half favorites hosting the Buffalo Bills here, which is like, mm. yeah, I don't even, I, this is a really weird game to match up um, uh, against. Uh, we're going to start with you, Fife, because you're a Texans guy. Talk about the Texans and how they match up against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very good game. And and I think that this is going to be one of those situations where we see me trying to stay away from betting on the team that I have rooting interest in. And uh, similar to your take with the New England Patriots in the last game. So this is, I think it's going to be a nail biter. And I don't know if I can trust Houston to come out the victor. There's a couple of things that are working here. You got a really, really good defense in the Buffalo Bills right now in the league. They rank third best uh, of all teams in the NFL. And the Texans on the other side just haven't been that way. I mean, they, they they've been a great offense, and by great, I mean not barely above average. I'm a Texans fan, but I'm also a realist, and, and I don't feel great about taking my Texans, who, by the way, have been playing better on the road all season, uh, playing at home. I mean, we saw them lose to a Broncos team at home. We've seen this Texans team struggle at home pretty consistently all season. So, you know, while home playoff game might be a gigantic uh, bump and and gigantic thing that's working in a lot of teams' favor this weekend specifically, I think of of all eight teams that are going to be playing this weekend, 
I think that the Texans actually are are the team. I guess there's only four home teams, but of the four home teams, I think they're the team that I, that I feel the least confident about winning this game. Yeah, this is another. I mean, this is a really sketchy one to to come after, and and this yeah. is the angle I'm going to take on this, and it's it's that. Um, you know, if you look at the top chunk, so not necessarily the top 10, but yeah, maybe go to the top 10 ATS teams. So teams against the spread for this entire season. You basically have the who's who of these playoff teams in it, right? Uh, New Orleans leads the pack. Um, the Rams are in there, surprisingly, which is a, a whole other podcast could happen on its own. But KC's um, third. Uh, you got Green Bay up there. Baltimore's up there. San Francisco's up there, right? You have all these teams that are there. Um, but there, there are a, a handful of teams that are very much not in the in the top. Um, and this is what makes this weekend very confusing, especially the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, two teams that are tied are, are Tennessee and New England, who we discussed before, who were both eight and seven against the spread, um, eight seven and one actually against the spread this season, both with a push. So identical records there. So it gives you nothing to go for with them. But um, if you look at the two teams, Buffalo and Houston. Um, that are playing on the early game. Um, Houston lives down below seven and eight and one on the season, right? Similar to the Titans and the Patriots that just like cover on about average. The sports books have basically had them pegged the entire season. Uh, but there is one team though that's fourth overall in the league, and that's the Buffalo Bills at nine five and two. Nine five and two, and yeah. the two pushes means holy crap! Like could have gone either way here, right? This could be they, they could be nine seven and zero, um, or they could be eleven five and zero, right? So um, this Buffalo team just loves to cover. They just do. Um, it, uh, road or not the road, I mean, it, 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 their cover percentage is near the tops in the league, and they're underdogs going on the road in the playoffs with a great defense here. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Houston, um, but for me, it's like. This is a tough matchup, a tight game, a Houston Texans team that can go one way or the other, right? It's like a pendulum. Um, yet this Buffalo Bills team, that, that I, I like to bet on consistent defenses here. And if we tease that line up to over a touchdown, geez, that would feel pretty good considering that even if they do lose to Houston, you're probably going to think that defense is going to play pretty damn good um, and how they love to cover so much. They're going to keep it tight within two and a half. What do you think, Rosenthal? I think that uh, there's only one way you go. It's Buffalo or pass, especially on a teaser in this game. I think we will get three at some point, uh, maybe right before the game. So I'd love to tease it to plus 10 if yeah. I can. But uh, I don't trust Bill O'Brien at all. I haven't trust him at all. <laughs> no. You know, his whole career, his whole the whole season. His whole his life, whole frankly. His whole life. has been a lie. I, whatever job he gets next after he gets fired from the Texans, I'm not going to trust him in that job either. So uh, I want no part uh, of the Texans in any way. I'm, I'm taking the Bills. That's going to be one of my uh, – I know it's a democracy. My vote is going to go towards the Bills as one of these uh, these teaser plays because uh, I don't – I actually like that. that. I actually like that. So I, I totally – I mean, rain on your parade with the, the last pick and all, all – I mean, fight with, continue to fight with you uh, until the death about that last one with the Patriots. But this one, Eric, I completely agree with. I would rather – and God, it pains me. Pains me, man. I don't want to bet against my team. I don't want to do that. Guys, that's not fun, but it, 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 it is profitable in this case. I think that this is, I mean, if you're going to bet here, the bet isn't on Houston. It's, it's on this team. And if you could get the line to, to three and you could cross as many lines as, as possible, getting it up to a plus 10, I mean, even at nine and a half, I still think that this is one of the better bets on the board this weekend. I couldn't agree with you more, especially just 
uh, you know, the body of work the Bills have put down, I'll bet on a yeah. defense covering as an underdog uh, in a tight game in, in January. I don't care where you are. Let's move yeah. on. Sunday games, uh, early game. We got the Vikings at the Saints. Saints currently 8-point home favorites. Uh, we talked offline about this, Eric. They are just mad, the Saints. They wanted to have someone. They didn't want to. They wanted to buy, right? They wanted to buy. They're mad that they're not one of the considered a one or two seed here or number one. They, if you if you t- talk to them, they're, they're pissed off over last year. Remember what happened last year to them? They should have been in the Super Bowl. They should yeah, have been, and I say that all the time with, 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 with bad calls and stuff. Yeah. That, that was an actual should have been in the Super Bowl. If that happens this year, they would be in the Super Bowl. You don't think they're thinking about that? You don't think Drew Brees has got these guys rallied and they're taking, they're taking a low seed at home um, on, like, for, for, for a statement game? This is an angry like monster of a team that gets to play in the Dome. Um, they are not like eight is it's low. I mean, for 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 crying out loud, they are going to come flying at Minnesota here. I think this is like a no brainer. I don't even know. Like we just tease New Orleans up, and we just we we go. We don't even have to tease them, but we tease them up. It's such a no brainer to me. I feel like it's one of the biggest no brainer bets uh, we've had all season. Yeah, it's it's the Saints. I mean, you described it very perfectly. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I guess he will be walking through that door, but there's going to be no uh, Minnesota miracle in this one. The Saints are the better team. They're at home. Um, there's no reason to think Drew Brees and crew who have been on fire all season. They don't turn the ball over um, at all. Alvin Kamara looks like he's uh, back to his uh, old self after suffering an injury that slowed him down. Their offense is rolling. Michael Thomas is going to rack up the catches. Their defense plays well. It's Kirk Cousins. In a big game on the road in the playoffs, can't trust that guy one bit. <laughs> Primetime uh, Kirk Cousins, give me that all day. Yeah, yeah, and you cross some lines here too, guys. Like you, you're getting. I mean, right now sitting on bet online at minus eight for the Saints. So like, if you're if you're trying to bet on New Orleans, which I, I think you should, I don't think you should be betting on Minnesota at all this weekend. You're crossing both the seven and the three and, and getting them down to, to a one-point game. And basically, all they have to do is just win. And I think that they do. I mean, that's literally all they have to do. Uh, I think they do handedly. I, I love this bet. I mean, I really like the Buffalo bet and getting them, if we could, get them up to, to double digits to 10. Uh, but I think I like this one even more. This is, uh, in my estimation, I think that this is the best bet on the weekend. And I don't also say this. Of all eight teams playing this weekend, there's only one team that ranks in the top 15 in these three categories, offense, defense, and passing. The New Orleans Saints checks off all of those boxes. Their defense has been the best in the last decade since Drew Brees took over the helm here. And, and I think that this is going to be a pivotal. It's going to be a very important thing to keep an eye on as this playoffs continue to unwind each week. Uh, the Saints are going to go far because of not what they're doing on offense, but also what they're doing on defense now. Yeah, I mean, there's only one factor in here that that takes me that makes me think twice. I do, actually, I don't even think twice. I think a half a half a once. Is that uh, it's the New Orleans Saints, and uh, this is the New Orleans Saints yeah. that have been victims of the Miami Mir- or the Miami, the Minnesota Miracle and yeah. an egregious pass interference play non call. Um, this is literally what they do, though, is they roll hard and they look f- unbeatable, and then something happens. Right. They, they, this is like the perfect situation where something totally wacky knocks them completely out of the playoffs again, because this is becoming their DNA. If it, it, it's not a monkey on the back, but if it happens this year, 
again, it definitely becomes um, they're like this starstruck team that just can't get over that hump because of wacky things that happen. Um, we have to consider. It's like the factor. Utah Jazz of of the '90s with Stockton and Malone. Yeah. It's like the I mean Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. He just yep. can't perform can't. under pressure. It's like James Harden in the current NBA can't can't I mean close games. There's just some sort of a black cloud looming over this New Orleans Saints franchise. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we have to consider that before we lock in our picks. Finally, the evening game, the uh, fraudulent Seahawks, the Sea Honks. Against the Eagles. So that's uh, that game, that big, massive game, um, the final game of the season. It was, uh, you know, the Seahawks' loss at home. Sends them on the road all the way across the country to play the Eagles. The Eagles who, man, they're walking into, um, they they walked into clinching that division. They're kind of on fire right now um, for, you know, how, how any barely above 500 division winning team could be on fire. Um, and all, but you know, all things considered, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is is lighting it up right now. They, you know, the last bit of the season here, they've been pretty damn good. They, they might be even better, but yet they're they're one and a half point underdogs at home versus the Seahawks, who this year have traveled well, um, but historically don't travel well. They get to go now on the road, try to avenge that loss that they had. Now, by the way, this is a Seahawks team that. Almost beat San Francisco, but got slobber knocked the week before by the Arizona Cardinals. So this is a team that's like, who, who knows who they are? They're, they're Once again, they're fraudulent. We don't know if they are really a team. Going across the country on a road into playing in one of the craziest places you can play in, um, it's going to be pretty nasty over there. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on this one-and-a-half-point underdog role by the Philadelphia Eagles? This game is about a 50-50 matchup to me. I believe the Seahawks are the better team, even though they are frauds. The Eagles won. Talk about frauds. The uh, NFC East is just a fraudulent division uh, that did not, you know, deserve a playoff team, in my opinion. I mean, the records bear that out. Um, But the Eagles are at home. They're getting one and a half. And in a teaser situation where I can get that to up over a touchdown to plus eight and a half, I actually do like it um, because I think it's pretty much a 50-50 game. You know, Marshawn Lynch is back for the Seahawks, but he's, he's pretty washed. They have no run game. They're a team that's relied on the run all season, even though, uh, Russell Wilson has been their best player and, and going on the road, having to win by more than a touchdown is hard. Even winning a, a playoff game on the road is hard. So if I can get the Eagles, um, you know, to lose this game by three or seven, uh, I'd be pretty happy about it. So I'll take the plus eight and a half and hope even if their Eagles are down 14 with three minutes left, they get a, a backdoor touchdown cover um, at the end. And the Seahawks only goal is to win. Doesn't matter about how many points it is. And I expect that to be, by less than a touchdown, by a touchdown or less. Hey man, is it four and a half or five and a half that you're if you're teasing the the Seahawks up? You'd, you'd, it, it would be uh, it would be six and a half. It'd be six. You get them yeah. at five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Sorry, yeah, it'd be plus five and a half if you ta- ta- tease them across. Uh, I, hey, Eric, I really like your. That's a good bet. I really like your angle here, though, because um, this fits into the mo of the Seahawks. That yeah, they probably they, they, they beat they, they should beat a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but they're, they're just not going to win by 15. They're going to win by like like five or something stupid like that that just drives you nuts. That's how they do it. You know, so if you can, if you can take the Eagles with a plus eight and a half there um, and the Seahawks could just like run roughshod over them all game, but then they'll just have to win on a last second field goal. You know, it's just kind of how they play. Yeah, very rarely do we have an opportunity to talk about Week 17 and a Week 17 loss being a good thing. 
for the wild card weekend. But now we are, here we are. Two two different teams have the exact same scenario. Patriots I already alluded to it earlier uh, in the podcast. I think that they're going to use that as fuel to their fire, and I think they're going to light the the opposition on fire this weekend. The Tennessee Titans, and I, I I think the same could be said here because this Seahawks team had everything to play for in the last game of the regular season. Uh, they're on Sunday night, and they lost at home against the division rival San Francisco. I think that they're going to use this game as as all of the fuel. Not not to say that the playoffs aren't enough motivation. Like they they are, and there's no secret about it. I mean, obviously the, the playoffs are the playoffs, and every team's going to get out of bed for them. But just that little bit of added motivation, and we've seen it. I mean, this is a Seahawks team that is going to be coming in playing inspired. I think that they're going to win this game pretty handedly, and the fact that you can get five and a half points for Seattle. It's another really strong, solid, convincing bet on this weekend. And I really, there's three bets that I like. And we talked about all three of them. Uh, maybe we're at the point now, D, where we have to, to figure out what's our triple teaser burger going to be collectively. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, a lot of opinions to be had here. So we got to figure out what makes the most sense. Well, for me, I think our no-brainer, we're going to start off with the with the Saints. We're, we're, we're taking the Saints to 15, right, guys? Are we just in agreement to that? Like, that's just an easy bet. To do to, to one, to one, or to, to one. one. You want, you want to go one. say? Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you take. Sorry, not to fifteen. Yeah, down to minus one. If, dude, if we could get the, the Saints plus fifteen, I'd I'd literally <laughs> go get out like yeah. a business loan and we would, and you know a personal. My loan child would be on the line. Crazy things. Yeah, yeah. Bet the child on it. Um. Yes, we're taking them down to one. That's just a no-brainer there, right, guys? Easy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on to one that we all are a bit more agreeing of is uh, uh, that Bills-Texans. Where are we going to go with that Bills-Texans? We're betting on this one. That's all there is to it. Eric? It's the Bills. Bills from plus 2.5 to plus 9.5, and, and uh, ideally we'd get 10, but I'll take 9.5. I love it. I know it sucks for you to admit, but even then, it's yeah. plus 9.5, not minus 9.5 yeah. here. Right, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And, and there's you can still a way win the game. You can win all right, we win. Happy. Yeah. yeah, there's a way we can all be happy. Houston wins the game and they don't cover the nine and a half and we're we're all, you know, holding in, singing Kumbaya and celebrating a uh, triple teesburger win in, in the divisional round yeah. in the playoffs next week. This is what I'm saying. So now, now it's it. Now it's we, we have to decide on whether we bet on the weirdest game, which is the Seahawks at Eagles, or possibly the most confusing, even matched game, Titans Patriots. I know both of you guys want to bet on uh, either side either side of that Patriots uh, Titans game for me I'm I I look at the Seahawks matchup and I go like screw the Seahawks and I don't want to ever bet money on or <laughs> being involved with anything that they do ever again or for the rest of the season uh, unless they uh, manage to make it the Super Bowl and then I have to but other than that they've just done so many stupid weird things and they play so weird and when I call them frauds it's not even that they're a bad team they're just from the betting standpoint they're they are fraudulent and they don't ever do what you want them to do and that for me is just like, take it away. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, we talk about betting, we're not betting with our, 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 our guts. We bet with our heads here. You know, Seahawks are seven, eight and one on the season. They haven't done anything to prove that they're going to be better. That's against the spread, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, they haven't done anything to prove that they're going to change their stripes for us. Um, during this, during this matchup here. And then we're, we're just not getting a, a good number. Minus one and a half is just not a good number. Um, for for any game ever, it's just it's weird. It's gross. It's probably going to move. They can end up being an underdog by the time they kick off on Sunday. So uh, for me, I don't want to go anywhere near that bad boy. Um, 
So let's decide what side of this Patriots-Titans game we go on. Because I think that's going to be the more interesting game anyway. Yeah. Well, I, by the way, I just really quick, it's my really bet. Quick. It's my vote that gets us where we're going to go here, by the way. I think you, both it of is. you need to make a case for me of what you think I should, should endorse and agree upon to throw our triple cheeseburger money on. Titans plus five, Patriots minus five. You have the floor, Eric Rosenthal. All right. I could give you tons of reasons why staying away from the Patriots on this bet is the correct decision. We can go through Tom Brady's stats. We can go through Derek Henry's stats. We can go through the fact that the Patriots haven't had to play a, a home wild card game uh, in 10 years. But the only thing I want to really get down to in the end is it just doesn't make sense to put the Patriots in a teaser. You get them from minus five down to plus two, and those are it's basically a worthless tease. Uh, if you like the Patriots, bet them on the money line, bet them on the spread. That's great. But don't waste an opportunity getting them into a teaser to plus two where if they lose the game, it's probably going to be by three, maybe more, but by three. Uh, and so you still lose. They're not going to win the game by one or two. So over half your teas, you know, in your teas burgers thrown away. You don't get your uh, onions. You don't get your mayonnaise. You don't get your lettuce. It's all thrown out. You get just some meat and cheese. It's a nude you know, burger. You don't want that in your burger. You want a you know, full tasty burger. And that's getting the Titans from plus five, crossing the seven, crossing the 10, all the way to plus 12. They can lose this game 28-17 by 11, and they still cover the spread. Um, that could be a back. They could be down 28-10 with two minutes left, score a touchdown to cut it to 11, and you cover your cheeseburger. And uh, I'll leave the floor to Sean to incorrectly tell you why. You should take the Patriots from minus five to plus two. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do here? So your your final your final take here is what? Take the Tennessee Titans, lock them in. Plus twelve on a teaser from five is fantastic for Tennessee. They may win the game outright, but even if they don't, backdoor cover, whatever. Plus twelve is the way to go. All right, it's all yours, Fife. I don't need a lot of time here. Really, all I need to tell you is it's just a couple of things, Dee. Let's just start by saying this is your team. This is your everything, every moral fiber in your body, everything that you believe in and everything that you root in and root for. Do you want to bet against your team, against the team that you know has shown up in big spots? You've watched it firsthand. You've watched it for the last decade, and to use Eric's point against him, yeah, this team hasn't been in a wild card game, but do they want to be here, or do they want to show the world that they didn't deserve to be here in the first place? This is a team that, with Tom Brady at the helm, with Bill Belichick as their head coach, time and time again, has proven that they deserve to be here. This is going to be a, a laugher. This is going to be a runaway train for this New England Patriots team. What have they always been able to do? They've always been able to take away the best weapon on the other side of the ball. You guys alluded to it. We talked about it a little bit in the podcast before. Ryan Tannehill isn't their best weapon. It's Derrick Henry. You take him out of the equation, how in the hell? How in, in any world that we could possibly live in are we going to trust Ryan Tannehill leading this Tennessee Titans team to beating the Patriots. And that's all you need them to do. You need the Patriots to win. And you're teasing the Patriots to two. Sure. It's not by the book. It's not, we're not crossing multiple lines. We're just getting two points. We just need the Patriots to win. And I'll end by saying this. Yeah, you can, 
get all the tomatoes, all the lettuce, all the stuff that you want on a burger and talk about how this is a great, tasty, yummy, juicy burger for the Tennessee Titans. We're not talking about no stinking burger for the Patriots, D. We're talking about a filet mignon. We're talking about putting the best piece of meat that you could possibly have with this New England Patriots franchise. Do you want a burger or do you want a filet? The choice is yours. Wow. You guys, uh, you know what? Uh, Rosenthal had me at hello. But the filet mignon really speaks to the cockles of my heart. Up until uh, the last 30 seconds there, it was Titans all day, plus 12. But that was a compelling argument on the House floor. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to impeach the Titans and uh, take the Patriots across the zero. Yes! To plus two. Yes! That was great. That was, yes! that was really good. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you why I, I'm here's, here's the thing. The smart, I, I feel a smart bet though is, is Titans here. I mean, you look at, I, I think the Patriots can, can beat them. Um, but the Patriots can't score right now. And the t- Titans have been shown not to be able to score, right? Like, it, and, and it's probably going to be like jump all over the under of 44 there. It's going to be, um, how the Patriots beat the bills, you know, like 16, 10 or something ridiculous like that. Or, or, or it's going to be even less than that. I think it's going to be slow, plodding, and gross um, game. Uh, the Pats are just going to just kind of plod along. Um, and so I feel that that plus 12 is just an easy bet. But at this case, Patriots plus two at home in the playoffs? Do you take 20 years and you just throw it out the window? Coming off a loss? Could you could, could you, know, you sleep with yourself you if just you can't took do that. the Titans and you didn't take New England? You could you sleep it. with yourself? You, you can't do it. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's the final one. We're taking Pats plus two. Crazy, crazy talk. There you have it. Holy crap. Happy New Year. What a New Year's episode. What a wild card extravaganza that we have on the table for you here at the Under Review Show. If you want to bet on any of this stuff, head to betonline.ag. They will give you an extra bit of money in your account for putting some money in it um, using the promo code REVIEW. We're going to have to see you guys. Uh, well, well, it's going to be a fun one next week to see whether this tease burger comes through. All three games got to come through. And uh, and if they don't, then we don't make any money. But there's tons of other bets to be made. And I know that we'll be doing it on behalf of Eric Rosenthal and Sean Pfeiffer and all the people here at the Under Review Show. Um, happy Wild Card Weekend, uh, my jabronis. Adios, muchachos. 